You're listening to Lemichinyu podcast, hosted by Vicky and Say Say. Lemichinyu, listen, Lemichinyu, Lemichinyu, listen, Lemichinyu. Listen, connection, let me tune you. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Let Me Tune You podcast. I am Seisei and Vicky. Today, we're going to go in on a topic that I'm not too sure how this is going to go, but we're going to try our best anyway. Healing unhealed trauma. Mm. Now, this is one that I find... Fascinating, I find frustrating, I find motivating, I don't know, like I can think of all the different conflicting um, emotions you can think of when it comes to trauma and unhealing trauma, unhealed trauma. I don't know if you've been in this situation, Vicky, have you ever been in, again, going back to dreaded dating apps, were you speaking to somebody and then... um, you mentioned that you got kids and they say, I've got no baggage. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Has that ever uh, happened sorry. to you before? Do you, <laughs> so basically you meet someone and you tell them you have a child or children and they say they have no baggage. I have no baggage. Yeah. So in other words, our kids are baggage. You see, basically. I already don't like that word. I yeah, hate that word. When see? people say baggage, to me, my child is a blessing. You know what I mean? So Facts. I'm always very careful as to how I word things. So, okay. Thank you for telling me you know, your pers- your perspective on things and stuff. So if you feel that a child is baggage, I don't know how we can move forward. You know what I mean? Like I want to be with someone that thinks my child is baggage. <laughs> there you go. This is the interesting thing, especially for, I find a lot of older guys who haven't had kids, they tend to look at it as baggage. And and it, it comes out a lot like, you know, I'm, I'm in my whatever, my 40s or my late 30s. You know, I've got my own house, my own car, and I've got no baggage. And usually when they say baggage, they mean children. So it's like, at what point did children become baggage? I don't understand. Right. Like, where in our psychology did we decide that children are baggage? Right, that whole narrative. And I find with um, most of those type of men, not all, but a lot of them are actually just projecting. Because when you speak on such a thing in that way, you're just projecting the fact that you actually wanted a child and for whatever reason it didn't work out. And that is my experience with a lot of men that age group that don't have children mm, and mm. they speak yeah. on you having a child in that manner. Not not saying they speak disrespectfully, but, you know, at some point we have to admit that is disrespectful because what what gives you the right to, you know, at your big age, you should know better. You know what I mean? You don't mm. speak to people that way and it's offensive. But, you know, I appreciate someone telling me that from jump because there is no, mm. I will not go further with you. Yeah. It's so problematic, but it, at the same time, this is why I say I find it so fascinating and everything, all the words you can think of. Everybody, to a degree, has got an amount of baggage that they carry, emotional baggage. We all do. Whether or not you've got children, whether you, you know what I mean? Everybody's got, a, 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 to a degree, an amount of emotional baggage that we all carry. And this is the unhealed trauma, the one that we acknowledge, the one that we don't acknowledge, stuff that happens when we're in relationships, stuff that happens, you know, in our sisterhood, in our friendships between parents and, and children. Everybody, 
this is the, this is the thing. So for me, like as soon as I hear that, it's like, oh, okay, okay. So your emotional baggage is kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy mm. <laughs> because you know to go around and call children baggage. Definitely children emotional baggage. baggage. That's the thing, right? Children, yes, children can be an inconvenience sometimes. Yes, children can be a handful. They bloody stressful. I love my kids, but they stress the hell out of me. But they right. wouldn't fall under the baggage category, you know? I I, I don't think so. Exactly. No, not at all. Not, not human beings don't fall under that. When we're talking about emotions or maybe problems at work or issues, yeah, we can talk about emotional baggage. And that's why it's very important to, you know, watch how you word things. I don't think people intentionally are disrespectful or offensive. But at some point, you know, in your big age, you should know that don't just ride waves. A child should never be called baggage. I could never, mm. I've never said that to a man. I've met men that have over five kids. I've never called them baggage. You know what I mean? I've never called them baggage. It goes back to awareness of self because you find that in, in these kind of situations, it's really difficult to have emotionally mature conversations. It's really difficult because they're still stuck in in quite an undesirable place. So for me, once I hear that, like you, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Thank you. Praise the Lord for telling me this nugget of information. This is not going to work. <laughs> right. It's not going to work. And it goes back to what have you got unhealed within yourself mm, yes. to view the world this way? And is that the reason perhaps you don't have children? Because you view things like that as baggage or, you know, situations or what is the actual problem? Because... Mm. I feel there is an issue and I'm not sure I want to go in into this with this type of issues. You know what I mean? I'm not sure I do. Now, the tricky thing is when we say, you know, we want to look at unhealed trauma and sort of talk our way through healing or, you know, just have conversations, healing conversations on the road to freedom the road to positive outlooks, the road to unshackling the burden of mistakes made by others that we so happen to be bystanders or uh, um, collateral damage of, you know, the stuff that they'd been through. How do we then recognize the trauma? Now, this is this is the tricky part. For me, mm. at my big age of 35, I'm only just realizing the other day I did, um, I've been feeling quite crappy for a bit. So the other day I was like, no, am I actually depressed? You know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys do these kind of, you know, quizzes. Mm, mm. Am I depressed? You know, let's just have a look. I went to one of these psychology sort of websites and, and, and ticked a few boxes. And Good you know, on you. And what came out of it was the realization that my life journey has been tainted with a lot of trauma and a lot of the stuff I thought was mm-hmm. normal. You know, I thought a lot of the stuff that I've been through, I thought, mm, you know, families kind of go through that kind of stuff. So it's okay. It's part of, it's part of life's journey, but it's actually trauma that we haven't even had a second to, mm. to sit down and digest properly. Have you had any mm, similar mm. kind of realizations? <laughs> yes, my whole life. You know what I always say? In life, you spend half of it going through shit and the other half mm. trying to get over it. And hey. where the balance lies is in 
trying to just have a good time in that journey. So as soon mm. as you're able to recognize that, actually, no, this is a normality. Yes, it might happen often. Yes, it happens to everyone. But at some point, we have to find the distinction between normality and unhealthy stuff that happens to you. You know, there's healthy and there's unhealthy. And a lot of the things that most of us have, got, have been through, if not all of us, is dysfunctional. It's toxic. It's mm. unhealthy. Because, you yes. know, at the end of the day, we do what we can with what we know. But when you figure out certain things, when you learn, don't just learn. And I think we spoke about this, you know, personally, you and I the other day. Um, put it into practice. We learn, but when we learn, what do we do with that? Do we put it into mm. practice? Because if you don't, you're going to keep relearning shit. Repetition is going to keep enabling itself until you learn that lesson. So, yes, half of life is going through shit and the other half is trying to get over it. But at some point, you have to find a way to at least enjoy the journey because there is mm. no two ways. You're going to go through shit regardless, whether you can handle yeah. it better, whether you can handle it, you know, um, fully or whether you can't handle it whichever the case may be you are going to go through stuff in life so you just have to find now okay i have this issue i i -hmm. recognize that this is actually now a trauma i get triggered when this comes up i get triggered in the situations why is that let me help myself let me look for help let me Mm. find a way of starting the healing process because not only is it a healing process it's a process of realizing this takes time And I always say there's no time limit to healing. Some people Mm, might look okay after the fact, you know, okay, I got help after a month or a year, whatever. This shit could take a lifetime, but you have to recognize that, you know, be kind to yourself, be patient. You don't know. You're learning. You're learning. So whilst you're learning, you might also be going through other things like no matter how much we learn, it's like the less we know. Everything is about growth Mm. and understanding. But, you know, when you find yourself, okay, I'm triggered. This keeps coming up in my life. Why, why am I behaving this way? Or why do I enable these behaviors? There's so many different things that could have been, that could be happening. And unfortunately for Mm. a lot of us, I know, especially for myself and Seisei, we have been through a lot of different traumas. It's not just one trauma. There is a very Mm -hmm. big difference. I know of people especially in this country, and I'm not trying to downplay anyone's trauma or mental health, that they haven't been through certain situations that we have been through, for example, from back home, because society mm-hmm, is built mm-hmm. different in this country. Yes. And that's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not wishing it on anyone, but we also have to recognize yes. sometimes we fight in more than one trauma and we can't put everything in facts. one box. This is absolute facts. And that that ties in so nicely to the healing map you know because mm. the whole point of the, of the podcast I is to that. look at some kind of healing map you know what kind of what kind of map can we use as guidance as we work through this trauma and, and as you eloquently put it you've so eloquently put it Vicky it's recognizing the trauma recognizing the, the, the patterns and getting fed up of being in the same situation. For me, that Absolutely. was the trigger. Realizing that, you know, I keep on attracting, and I, I know it's going back to men, but I'll just use that as an example. I keep on attracting the same type of man. Why on earth do I keep on attracting the same? And it's exciting initially. Mm, initially, mm. I love it. You know, it's exciting. Right. It's exhilarating. Yo, this is my guy. Only to realize that, no, he's actually more on the narcissistic sort of scale than he is on the empathy scale, which is not what I want. It's not what I want. So I was like, ha, hold on. Hold on a second. Wait. Why do I keep on attracting this kind of man? And only in 
recognizing that there was something within me that attracted this type of personality, this type of dysfunction. Mm. Then I was able to realize, ah, this is the trauma when it comes to relationships. This is mm. the trauma. One of them is, we grew, I grew up with my, my dad wasn't there. He left when I was like 12-ish. And only through reading books on the impact. Oh, now this blew my mind. You know, especially in our community. I don't know if you've heard about this, Vicky. But in our community, there's always this thing. We didn't have your father, whatever. Therefore, what do you know what a man's love is? What, 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 you know what I mean? All this <laughs> hype around, oh, you know, yep. the man has to be there. Yep. And you know what's so crazy about that? Majority of our love is actually learnt from our mothers. Now, it's not to say that we have, we don't learn stuff from our dad. We absolutely do. This is why we feel their presence is missed when they're not around. But majority mm. of uh, our, you know, relating to the world and stuff comes from the immediate caregiver, which in most of the times is our mothers. Mm, mm. But having said that, um, going back to the point about me realizing, you know, the impact uh, that my father not being there having on me as a woman, me as, you know, the girl child, me as an extroverted introvert, an artist, a, a mother, a provider, a feminine entity of sorts. You know, <laughs> the impact is absolutely Because I didn't realize that not only um, do you view me in, in a kind of way, but you also are more prone to self-harming um, activities. Absolutely. I didn't know that until I started reading up on some kind of And I think we really stuff. need to speak on that, that there's so many different Do levels you know of I mean? self-harm. And that d doesn't have enough awareness. There's so many different levels of self-harm. Emotional um, abuse to yourself is a level mm, of self-harm. Mm, mm. Yes. Smoking, self-harm. I smoke occasionally. You know, um, anything that is detrimental to your health is a form of self-harm. And I never realized that the impact was so deep until fairly recently when I was reading up. I was, I was just fed up. I was like, no, I need I need to discover, you know, right. what's the root. No, no, it's not saying that that's the root. There's plenty other dysfunction along the way of growing up to the point where I am. But in being able to recognize what a trauma is because like you already pointed out Vicky we've got multiple <laughs> right because we've right. lived multiple lives in a very Which short space of time from the root of a certain specific trauma exactly yeah so roadmap number one recognize the trauma recognize the trauma and I think sometimes I don't know what you feel about this one Vicky sometimes it's Africans or rather I should say Southern Africans mm-hmm we have a tendency to put our parents on a pedestal and then we wrap them with bubble wrap mm -hmm. and they could never do anything wrong, ever. Mm -hmm. And because we do that, that impacts the way that we relate to our parents. It impacts the way we want our children to relate to us. We almost make them superhuman and then we absorb mm -hmm. them of every wrongdoing they ever did and then we expect to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed yes, this? Yes, absolutely. Especially in our culture, Southern Africans, it's it goes back to the respect 
factor. So we are told, mm. rightfully so, to respect our elders. No problem with that. But, you know, again, yes, respect is earned. And I'm not saying our elders haven't earned the respect. Please don't misunderstand me. What I'm saying is it's a two-way street. And by doing what you said, putting them in bubble wrap and, you know, Elders can never do anything wrong, whether it's mothers or aunties or uncles. You know, all this elder people, the whole dynamic of the elder people that raised us, because it takes a village. What we're actually mm. doing is taking away accountability. We take away accountability. Mm, mm, so mm. by wrapping them and putting them on the pedestal of no questions asked, because that's how it is in our community. You know, you can't say anything, yes. any type of expression as to something that bothered you, or especially when it, come, when it pertains to mental health, something that bothers us, mm -hmm. something that we are not comfortable with. Yeah. Anytime we try to explain ourselves, what, that is called disrespect. Actually, no, that's not disrespect. Mm. That's just me telling you my feelings count, my emotions matter, and I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. Can we move forward? How are we going to teach our kids this when the example we are setting, the way we treat our elders or whatever, is by you can do anything to me and I will take it. You know what I mean? I will take it regardless. Well, that isn't right. We have to break that cycle. Mm. Everyone needs to heal. They do, and so do we. You know what I mean? It's facts. It's so powerful because it, it sort of ties in nicely to the second part, which is acknowledging the trauma. And then by acknowledging mm. the fact that we are human and our parents are human, it takes away the taboo-ishness, if that's even a word, of speaking on the trauma. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? You know, mom, when I was X amount years old and you did A, B, C, and D, it really kind of, you know, impact my life massively. Right. It's an uncomfortable conversation, but I find that when we have these conversations, for me personally, my personal, you know, experience of it so far has been, you know, I'm feeling a way about A, B, C, and D. I'm not coming at you. I'm just speaking on my experience. And I know that you did the best that you did from where you were. However... I need you to understand, you know what I mean? I need you to understand that it impacted me like this, like that, like this, like this, like this. And at first it was very difficult to have the conversations, but after a while it was like, you know what? I'm sorry for doing that. I didn't know any better. It felt like the right thing to do at right. the time. And it's, you know what? It's, it's done. Right. <laughs> It's done, you know, but it's so important to be able to have. And I find even in friendships, Vicky, we've had situations where we've had to revisit conversations after the fact. or Absolutely. Whatever. And just being able to speak through it and say, you know, I felt like this for me. when You know, if I let you know that I felt like A, B, C and D in that particular situation, it healed so many things that I didn't even realize needed to be healed. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. And I'm glad you brought that up because as a great example, I'm going to use us. And I think we have yeah. learned from this and we have had several discussions. So guys, if you've got friendships out there, listen to what I'm about to tell you. We have been in situations like mm. most best friends, close friends, people that love each other dearly, where, you know, you get into some type of conflict or you hurt each other unintentionally, of course, but it happens. Yeah. It's part of a friendship. It's part of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And what we found 
between us and we spoke on this um i wouldn't say fairly recently but recent enough where we were like you know what you know one of the mistakes we have made we have taken too long to speak on something so mm, what happens yeah. now, now yeah. builds almost like a resentment it's just the same way when we don't address things with elder people in our community mm. members family members etc that builds a resentment in the years and that actually um, sabotages your relationship when you could have fixed things much earlier. Now, I'm not saying this is an easy conversation to have. It is in fact very difficult, but we came to the agreement of, you know what, when something bothers us in the future, when something happens between our friendship, let's try and speak on it a bit sooner instead of taking months or years, because what happens is a mind is a very powerful thing. Your mind plays up and you start thinking, Fact. analyzing things that aren't even there. If you, when you finally have the conversation, mm. which we did, and we're like, oh shit, I never, I never thought of that. I didn't think you saw it that way. Mm. And now I understand. We could have solved this shit by simply having this conversation two years ago. But it happens, you grow and you mm. learn. And we yeah. realized, we came to the conclusion, you know what? From here on, I'm not saying let's just address it in the next five minutes, but for goodness sake, let's not take months or years because in that space, you're missing each mm. other. You've built an emotional gap, yes. even though you might be civil and talk here and there, there's still that elephant in the room. So, you know, you might mm. not like the conversation you're having, but you respect and love each other enough to have it in time. Don't let yourselves linger with pain for too long regardless of whether it's a relationship or a friendship mm. or a relationship with your family life is too short life is too short don't let it linger on for too long try and address it the sooner you do that the sooner you can come to healing and a lot of even our issues another mm. example with us was such minor issues yeah. but because we don't speak yeah, on them yeah. it becomes something like you know, it almost gives you anxiety to get to the part of talking about it. And remember, guys, years later, if you're going to address the fact, it's not going to be fresh. Yeah, the pain is there. So you might actually forget, you know, this, that things might not even matter. It might be something different. So mm. it's not worth your whole dynamic of a friendship. Just try and come to an understanding a bit quicker. Yeah. I think that is a very strong point. Get the quicker, if possible. Mm, absolutely. You know what I mean? Facing the trauma, which was number exactly. three on my, my little list of roadmap face the trauma and this is the thing you know what i was reading um i can't remember if it was a meme or what yesterday and um they actually say that an un a healthy relationship has conflict mm, mm. and i have to read it again a healthy relationship has conflict and it it, it really it really settled my anxiety a bit because we have this you know this fairy tale idea that if it's your soulmate if it's your you know your person it should be fairies and roses <laughs> and clouds and singing and you know yeah yeah the occasional bumping bodies you know right around in your birthday so it should just be wonderful you know all the time right and that's not true right. because even even as siblings we bump heads. We are individuals. Mm, mm. We are we are right. individual people and we've got individual minds. So you are gonna you can grow up in the same house with your sibling but be polar opposites. You can be twins and be polar opposites. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
so it goes back to that point of facing the trauma. And we've mm. had some really uncomfortable conversations, Vicky, we have. Yes, we, but we I'm have. But I'm so grateful that we've been able. <laughs> we sure yeah, have. I'm, I'm grateful we've been able to, you know, feel our way through it. Whether it's you know, taking time out or whatever it is, we've been able to feel our way through it. And here we are, how many years later, we're still connections. I don't know. Hey, how many years it's been. You know what? About two. You Teeth are even falling out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That comes down hey, to. That comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> that comes down to. You heard <laughs> In short. <laughs> Wait, I'll talk to you just now. You know what? That comes down to. Hey, that comes <laughs> down to yes. respect. That really comes down to mm, respect. Because yeah. we've known each other from t- teens. You know what I'm saying? Late teens. Yeah. And we were young. When you're younger, you move a different way. You're learning yourself in a much more different way. Not every conversation was mm. easy. We didn't know how to uh, structure a conversation the way we do now. But we have always had that level of respect mm. where, you know what? I don't quite like your structure. I don't understand it. But I, I respect you enough to sit here and communicate with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And listen mm. to you because yes. it all comes to a place of listening. Yeah. And I'm not saying each and every time because we're not perfect. We properly listened to each mm. other, but we gave it time to be able to reach that level, that point of I'll do better next time. I'll do better next time. And mm. we finally now, because we have yeah. a very strong foundation, our friendship, the strongest, you know what I mean? So we finally now at a point where we're like, this is our foundation. It's strong enough. And I think we've been through so much shit, no matter what comes our way now, mm. we have structured a way of communication. I'm going to listen to you, whether you take six hours, one hour, 10 minutes, I'm just going to sit here and allow mm. you to express yourself. Cause the last thing I want to yeah. do, the last thing I want to do in this whole universe is hurt you intentionally. So I'm going to mm. listen because your feelings matter. Yes. Now that is respect. That is respect. That means I respect your mm. feelings, even yeah. though I don't like what you're saying. But eventually I'll get it and I'll understand mm. why I didn't like it. And it's, it, it always comes back to a uh, point. Um, it's a trigger. I don't like what you're saying because something's triggered me. You know what I mean? And I have to check myself. Why yes. did that trigger me? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it all comes down mm. to a level of respect. You're never going to have conversations and it's going to be smooth sailing. Your friends are always going to tell you something you want to hear. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing to hear about mm, yourself in a right. negative light. But just know that if it's a genuine friend, it's yeah. coming from a good place. There's been many say say has told me things and been like, Absolutely. no, I don't. Yeah, what you did was fucked up. This wasn't. No, no. And in my head, I'm like, what? What? How could you? <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But listen, at the end of the day, it's coming from a place of love. If uh, you're going to have that friend that's always like, tells you what you want to hear as opposed to what you need to hear that's that isn't your friend that isn't someone that genuinely wants to see you do well Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i'm sure with myself there's been i've i'm known to be that friend that will tell you shit that you don't want to hear out of all the friends i'm known (laughs) you know what (laughs) shut up shut up up. (laughs) guys vicky Vicky will rip you a new asshole (laughs) and just look at you like what's your problem you're like dude but no for real what a lot of mm, conversations but it's like nice that. it's yeah. nice because yeah yeah a lot of conversations yeah. it's nice because you always know where you stand with absolutely the and yeah. i mean say we say we even tell you uh, there's been many times my friends have cried and it's not that i've intentionally wanted to make them cry but i want to get to a point of no we're gonna get to the we're going to get to the bottom of this. So if you need to cry today, I want you to take away that weight, that trauma that you're holding that I can recognize. 
I'm mm. gonna be that friend you're gonna hate today, but in yes. ten years time you're gonna tell me, you know that day you actually made me realize the trauma I have been going through. So use me as a punching bag for a minute. I love you that much. But that, you know, that's a different dynamic, not going too personal into it. I know not many people can do that. And I have also had to check myself not to come across too aggressively. You know what I mean? Because as much as I love my friends, you also have to be sensitive to the emotions and be gentle in your approach. So that's a learning curve Mm. for me. But it all comes with love. I've just realized that we are extremely blessed. Now, it's not to say I haven't realized it before. I have. But, you know, in this moment, in this conversation, we are really blessed to have each other, to be able to have these conversations and lean on each other in this way. Because I recognize as well that there's a lot of people that don't have that safe space, Mm. you know, to Mm. be as crazy or as vulnerable as you want to be and know that that's where it ends and, and that's it's your safe place. It's okay. You know what I mean? Right. And if you are somebody who's listening in who doesn't have that sort of safe corner, therapy, therapy, therapy. I would highly recommend Absolutely. getting a counsellor. Get a counsellor and, and, and be able to just speak to somebody if you're not, you know, so keen on journaling or, you know, trying to stick through following this map mm, that we're trying mm. to put together, you know. Go to a counsellor. They know, Mm. (laughs) having been for a few sessions, they know what question to ask to unlock the floodgates of your tears and your (laughs) all your feelings you've been, you know, hiding from everybody and, you know, thinking that you're in, and I'm okay and I'm fine. No, no. Especially in our community. Right. Can we stop making this thing of going to therapy such a taboo subject? You know, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about it. Like, what is so to, what is such a, what is in therapy so bad for you getting help? I know a lot of us suppress the mental health aspect from back home because that's a fact. We play down yeah. all the time. Oh, you sad? Mm. You this? Oh, you'll be okay. Just eat. <laughs> and now we yeah, are yeah. all emotional eaters. You know what I'm saying? Eaters, Which is facts. another yep. topic, a whole nother yep. topic. But let's not downplay the type of help a professional person can give you just to be able to have an outlet, to be able to express yourself. You are telling yourself by taking that step to get therapy, I matter. I matter. Mm. You know what I mean? And no, no man is an island. Don't believe the hype. You know, sometimes we'll see people out here on social media, even friends. You'll bump into friends who always look cheerful and always look happy. I'll look at the, mm. the example of, uh, you know, the late Robin Williams, may his soul rest in peace. Oh he my always God. had a smile. He always looked always. happy. Always, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you wake up one morning and you discover that someone's taken their own life and you're like, wait, what? It's because of this, this whole notion that nobody, you know, you people mustn't know that you're going through things, you know? They mustn't know. Right. And what will people think if they knew? Right. They'll think I'm crazy. Right. Or they'll think, you know what I mean? You know, what will people right. say if they knew that I'm in therapy? Listen, listen. <laughs> people will always have something to say. Right. A lot of the judgment comes <laughs> from a place of people talking because they've got unhealed shit that they're trying to keep. Exactly. So they'll pick on you. You know what I mean? They'll pick on everybody else and make you feel worthless. If you need someone to talk to, you need someone to vent to, you need someone to help you. Discover what the traumas are. Work your way through them. Go for counseling. Go for therapy. It's okay. 100. It's perfectly okay. 100. (sighs) 
I don't. I can't think of anything else to add because I don't want to taint. <laughs> you know, I don't want to taint. You know what we've spoken on because I've got a tendency to go off on a tangent. So I don't want to do that. Is there anything else that you want to add, Vicky? <laughs> yeah, and I both. Yeah, I think it's also important to. Yeah, it's important to just keep stressing the fact of, like you said. Um, especially in our community, and I'm speaking predominantly now to the Southern African people that are going to be tuning in, and obviously to everyone, but I can only speak really on how we move. It's really okay to get help. And when you think to yourself, what are people going to think, or, you know, so-and-so said this and that, let me tell you, regardless of where you are at in life, people are going to find something to talk about anyways. So it, it doesn't matter whether you get mm-hmm. therapy. It doesn't matter whether you don't get therapy. It doesn't matter if you're broke, you're poor, you're rich, you're, you got a girlfriend, you got a side chick, you got a wife, you're the nicest person on the planet, or you're Lucifer. <laughs> people <laughs> are going to find some <laughs> shit. <Shags. laughs> people are going to find something to talk about. Anyways, as Say Say said, this goes back to a place of projecting their own insecurities. And that's mm. okay. Leave them where yeah. you find them. Do what yeah. you need to do to fix yourself. Because I find mental health is, is just, there is no face for it. There is no mm. face. I know so many females, males. I know I have close friends that make up, groom, you know, on point every day, smile on their face. But I know personally, because they've confided in mm. me, that they're going through yeah. stuff that people would never believe they are. You know what I mean? There is That's no it. face. Yeah. To depression there's no face to going mm. through mental health but there's always help yeah. there is always help sure. and the worst thing we can do is oppress things and let it just go on and on and on because in the end it's like we're drowning and we don't even know where to start from there's many traumas mm. like what we just spoke about it's not just one trauma yeah. it's another trauma after another trauma which all stems from a specific trauma to begin with so once we find mm. the root of things we can now evaluate oh this is why I went through that because that That, hurt me to the point of this is why I moved that way. When you recognize Mm. something, you recognize where it starts and then you recognize, okay, that's the hurt. Now I know what triggers me. Now I know I can work on this. Everything changes. I'm not saying everything becomes much easier, but just recognizing how to deal with your own problems gives you so Mm. much power in your spirit that... We were talking about heartbreak on one of the episodes you guys are going to hear. And we were talking about how you're always going to go through pain. But once you deal with things correctly in a way that suits you and you actually face things instead of burying them, you will now be able to recognize future triggers and not be triggered anymore. A trigger now will become something of the past. It takes time, but you have to face it. I think that's all really I'm going to say because we don't want to taint it. (laughs) I just... I just wanted to add quickly, as you were speaking there, it just popped in my mind. Um, something that I didn't realize before. When working on, on healing traumas or trying to change choices, you know, or learned behaviors, the universe will always present you with the same situation just to make sure you've learned the lessons you're supposed to. So on this journey of healing, it's it's so tempting to go, yeah, you know, I've healed the trauma, so it's fine. I should be attracting better people or I should be doing A, B, C, and D. And that's not quite how it works. No. Once you have confronted and you're working through the issue, it's going to come up again. It's mm. going to come up again to make sure that you have, in fact, healed that issue. And when it comes up again, you'll be able to recognize it for what it is. You'll Absolutely. see it for what it is. You'll probably even laugh like, <laughs> oh, yes, I see you. 
you oh, know yes. Mr. Fear of Abandonment I see you my G I see you little first Abs- power and that's exactly what Stacey and I are yeah. going through now we actually get on the phone like hey connection yeah. let me tune you <laughs> let me tune you <laughs> guess what happened today remember that item item uh-huh. it tried to come back in yes. that repetition thing we talk about uh-huh. it's going to come back to test you and see yep. have you learned because I'm here to yes. teach you this lesson and now what do we do we laugh yes. We laugh we're like what today I recognize yes. it straight away whereas before 10 years later mm. we're like wow yeah. we didn't recognize that now it takes us literally less Definitely. than a minute it just just your energy is going to yeah. let us know that's how powerful unlocking your own greatness is to being able to tell yourself mm. I am enough and I am good enough to recognize this shit because a lot of the time we underestimate ourselves Correct. and that's how powerful it Correct. is This is such a, a a healing and important conversation. If you are in a place of maybe you you thinking about going for therapy and you just need that extra push, drop us a, a, a you know, drop us an email. We'll give you that push that you need, you know, <laughs> to go and get it done. Um because <laughs> literally healing, you know, <laughs> there's so much there's so much freedom that waits on the other side of our fears and traumas. And mm. I want every single person that's listening in, including me and you, Vicky, to experience that freedom and just mm-hmm. have the best life Amen. that you can. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a beautiful mm. episode. I feel it. Catch you on the next one. Let me tune you. Thank you for listening to Let Me Tune You podcast.